0: The first time I remember getting really excited about music, I was twelve or thirteen. My sister was driving me home from drum lessons, and we were listening to Meatloaf "Bat Out of Hell" on cassette. Paradise, but the dashboard light was on, and I was enthralled. Welcome to Criticism the show about personal accountability through gritted teeth. I'm your host, critically acclaimed overthinker, Laura Wachileski. In each episode, I critique my latest projects, what got done, what didn't, and how much I procrastinated. Grab a notebook and listen close as I dig into the nitty gritty technical details of what I've learned so far and where I'm still struggling follow along to hear what I'm getting gritty with next and get inspired to be your own best critic. This is criticism. Heyo, welcome back to criticism. This is episode three Gritified. I'm your host, Laura Wascheleski, and today, I'm introducing a new structural format to create a more consistent experience from episode to episode. Keep listening for more info. I promise it's more fun than it sounds. If you recall from episode two, I was on the hunt for music to include in this episode. My goal was to find something that seemed to fit the image that I'm aiming for. This made me question exactly what that image is. I want it to be friendly and approachable, imperfect and authentic, motivating and supportive. Two other things I realized are that I want that image to be more deliberate, and I don't want it to be scripted. This perspective shift helps in two ways. Number one, writing a script takes a lot of time and never comes out feeling like it isn't a script, at least not in my experience. And yes, I understand that this is only episode 3, but I'm also drawing on my time in Toastmasters from years ago, and it never worked then, either. Initially, I was going to try flying by the seat of my pants this time, but when I started writing out bits of notes, I ended up writing out everything. I'll aim to sound less scripted this time around. Number two, since I have a tendency to make up words... I thought I would use that talent to create some new terms to put some structure around things. Feel free to start peppering your vocabulary with the following. critique, Gritivate. Gritified, as in the past tense of gritify. Nitty gritty. Getting gritty. And the singular noun form of grit. These are all working terms. I'm open to suggestions. I expect these to shift and morph as they settle in. Here is how the terms will be used as well as the new structure that they're creating. First, I will start with a critique. A critique is an evaluation of how the last 10 days went. It will include the following. One, a review of what I said I would do the last time. Two, whether or not I accomplished it along with a personal assessment of the effort that I put in. Three, where did I procrastinate? Second comes Gritivate which could be a play on innovate or motivate. I think it works both ways, which also means Gritivation is probably somewhere in the near future. Gritivate is where I answer five questions to check in on how I'm feeling about the progress of the last 10 days. What am I most excited about? What would I like to spend more time on? What has been the most challenging? What am I stuck on or struggling with? And what's one thing that could help? I probably found this original list of questions on Pinterest. I've changed some of them slightly, but the original premise is still intact. The next word is gritify, as in to view through the lens of criticism. This third section is called gritified. Gritified is where I delve into personal anecdotes or baby pool deep thoughts that I had over the last 10 days. This is my own personal spin on things and how my brain twisted or warped them into what I'm spitting out. After I enlighten you with my ignorance, brilliance, personal wonk, I'll dive into the more technical aspects of what I've done and learned. This fourth section is called the nitty-gritty. The nitty-gritty is where I get into the weeds of the technical and process parts of what I've accomplished and learned in the last 10 days. It all comes from my own personal experience and takeaways of what I've discovered, and it's entirely possible that some, much, or all of it is wrong, or at least unconventional, so please take it with a grain of salt, and as they say, your mileage may vary. That brings us to the fifth section, getting gritty. Getting gritty shares what I plan to work on next. Each different item I will be working on is called a grit. A grit is an activity, task, or project I'll be doing or learning about and then reporting on in time for the next episode. And that's a wrap on vocab. Any questions or suggestions? Comment on this episode's Instagram post at Griticism. Let's get started with our first critique. In review, last episode, I left with three grits: Grit 1: find and add music to the next episode. Grit 2. Read the Twisted Wave reference manual to learn how to use the audio editor software better with the hopes of improving my ability to edit. Grit 3. Look into speaking voice lessons on YouTube. Imply but not mentioned, is to do said activities. Did I complete these tasks? Yes, I did. Grit 1. Music. Yes. I feel like I fully completed this task as music was found and added. Done. Grit 2. Read the manual. I felt like I gave an honest effort towards completing the task. I read about 92% of the manual. It was hard. I didn't know what a lot of the words meant in that context and had to keep stopping to look things up. This grit brought me down some important rabbit holes, though, which I will be getting into the nitty-gritty of later. Grit 3. Voice lessons. Yes, I looked into them watched a video, downloaded a PDF, took notes, and did some practicing. I haven't been practicing consistently, though. Where did I procrastinate? I started a puzzle on the day Episode 2 posted. I finished it during a work meeting the next day. It was a little celebration of having dropped Episode 2, but also it was a work holiday. I spent way too much time searching for music, even after it was clear I had found the one that I would use. It probably took me three times longer than it should have. I spent a lot of time practicing editing for sound quality. I thought I had it, and then I wasn't so sure the next time I tried. We'll see what happens this time. Again, feedback is welcome. Did you like that pun? Did you get it? I'm so clever. On Sunday, I had some phone calls to make, so I started another puzzle to work on during the calls. After the calls, I ended up spending an additional three precious hours working on the puzzle that I had earmarked for collecting my thoughts, writing notes, and recording. I woke up an hour before my alarm on Monday thinking of different grit words, critical, gritivate, criticize, and all the notes I still had to write up before recording that night. The worst thing about the puzzle is, while I enjoyed doing them, I felt this impending sense of doom, particularly with the second one because I knew I was supposed to be doing something else. That's not how I want to be spending my downtime. Making up that time is also not how I want to be spending my early mornings either. Moving on. Time to Gritivate. What am I most excited about? I'm excited about podcast production, specifically audio mastering. Not so much that I want to become an audio person, but because I want criticism to sound legitimate. I want it to be taken seriously and not seen as a pet project, even if that's what it is right now. Learning how to sound the part would go a long way towards me feeling like I'm getting there. What would I like to spend more time on? Right now, the production of the podcast takes a lot of time. The researching, writing, creating cohesive content along with the recording, editing, and publishing. Part of it is me being disorganized, and part of it is a steep learning curve. What I'd like to spend more time on is planning and strategizing for content and brand. Website creation is going to be starting up in the near future, and I want to put some thought into what I want that to look like. I don't like doing things over again, so I want to do my best to get it right enough to last a while the first time. What has been the most challenging? Really, it's been not having a good understanding of what good audio is supposed to sound like. Mine feels muddled and muffled and quiet and loud and all over the place. Again, I'm looking forward to getting clarity on mastering the audio. What am I stuck on or struggling with? Well, I've been struggling with writing the scripts and creating content. Hopefully, this new structure helps to make that easier, functioning as sort of a fill-in-the-blanks type of thing, but also it gives consistency for the listener to more easily follow along on my journey. What's one thing that could help? I guess I already answered this and I'm putting that potential solution into practice with this new structural grid Whoop, there it is! Welcome to section three, Gritified, where I share personal anecdotes, baby pool deep thoughts, and other random musings that popped up in my world. In episode one, I briefly mentioned some of my explorations into self-improvement in 2023. I took a course called The Business Map. This course was taught by a woman named Sally through wonderled.com. This is a site for play-based early childhood education, which had nothing to do with my purposes for taking the course. She was recommended by my friend Erica of Daily Whip, who knows that Sally does a great job at guiding people through the early stages of business creation. One of my favorite parts of the course was around creating and defining brand identity. Brand identity is similar to personal identity, but is distinctly not the same thing. You are not your brand, your brand is not you. Clearly, there is some Venn diagram overlap, but they are not one and the same. Even for this pet project, that still holds true. Yes, I have full autonomy to say and do what I want here, but it's still going out into the public realm and I am cognizant of that. Also, my dad is listening. I quickly realized the importance of brand identity when I started searching for music. The music that I personally like didn't seem to be the right fit for criticism. It was too dark or funky or high energy. Criticism is not a dark or high energy podcast. It is a little bit funky though. I wanted something that would convey what criticism is, a little upbeat and positive and with enough funk to have a distinctly forward momentum without being overt. I wanted the music to match the tone and the vibe of the content. I think I did all right. Whenever someone asks me what kind of music I like, I describe myself as not being that into music. I think the reality is is that I'm somewhat embarrassed by my musical tastes. Like, maybe what I like isn't cool enough or is really basic or very early 1990s Midwestern. The first time I remember getting really excited about music, I was 12 or 13, my sister was driving me home from drum lessons, and we were listening to Meatloaf, Bat Out of Hell on cassette. Paradise by the Dashboard Light was on, and I was enthralled. Right from the start, it grabbed my attention and took me on a roller coaster ride. I was up, I was down, it was fast, it was slow, the song is filled with texture and surprises and a driving beat. There is so much whirlwind packed into that one song. I still love the whole Bat Out of Hell album. R.I.P. Meatloaf. My friends, at this time, were listening to artists like NSYNC, Michael W. Smith, Amy Grant, Ray Lynch. Lots of pop music, Christian rock, and instrumental. I guess it's no wonder I became self-conscious of my musical tastes. My mother may have called me out for having no tact when I was younger, but even I knew that bringing Bad Outta Hell into my Christian friend group wouldn't go over well. I don't think I ever got over that. I love a good funk, a driving beat, and no parade is complete without a drumline. The rhythm, it done gone got me. It would be nice to get some more clarity on artists I like and become less self-conscious about sharing that. Honestly, who cares what other people think? I want to dance to the beat of my own drum. Transitions are like the hallways of writing. A blank hallway is boring and uneventful to pass through. It does the job, but without any panache. I'll work on it or maybe I'll just continue to call out the awkward. Meanwhile, we have reached part four, the nitty gritty. I wanted something that felt like criticism, had minimal or no legal constraints, was low cost or free, and would be easy for me to manipulate for my needs. There are a ton of different places to get music for podcasts. I googled royalty-free music for podcasts and stumbled upon a blog post from buzzsprout.com titled 10 Best Places to Get Free Music for Your Podcast from 2022. I was familiar with their number three suggestion, Incompetech.com, from previous explorations into music that I had mentioned in episode two. This time, I checked out Pixabay.com, which is Buzzsprout's number one choice. Of the sites mentioned on Buzzsprout, Pixabay had the most aesthetically pleasing interface and intuitive ease of use. That will get me every time. Pixabay is a free resource with royalty-free, copyright-free, free-free music, images, and videos. It is not required to credit the musician or donate to them. How the site makes money, I have no idea. I attempted a few times to donate to my musician of choice via the PayPal link, but the donation wouldn't go through. That made me sad as the artist is from the Ukraine. The title of my track is Upbeat Happy Logo. Two versions, one four six six zero four by Oleg Fedak. I'm particularly fond of the hand clapping and the people yelling "Yay." The various genres of music available for podcast is incredibly vast, as one would expect. The ones that I learned quickly to avoid at all costs was anything that said corporate or enterprise. It reeks of pharmaceutical commercial vibe. Some of the search terms I used included upbeat funk uplifting funk, upbeat percussion, quirky funk, happy funk. When I added podcast as a search term, I had better luck with files that were shorter and easier to manipulate. Disappointingly, anything that uses the word quirky sounds like it's made for children's programs. A big reason I chose this particular music was that it has two separate short sections that are very similar, sisters, not twins, both of which fade out at the end. Adding a fade in at the beginning and popping the longer one right after my intro and the shorter one after the outro was a super easy way to incorporate it into the flow. I was worried about how to deal with a larger piece of music and where to cut, fade in, and fade out. I appreciate the ease of use of this selection. Thank you, Oleg. My second grit, reading through the Twisted Wave reference manual, was difficult due to the vocabulary barrier. Here are some things I managed to understand. The proper settings for podcasts when creating a new file. How to manipulate the waveform for ease of use. Crossfades, which type to use when and how to edit them. Various different effects and what they do. Amplify, normalize, fade in and out, noise reduction. What audio plugins are and how to create an effect stack. Using markers, when, and why. Exporting the waveform in various formats and the settings that go along with them. Because there was so much vocabulary that I had to look up in order to understand the manual, I went down a lot of rabbit holes. Somewhat related, I learned last week that a co worker had previously worked doing podcast production. In my Googling of audio terms as well as the term podcast production, I came up with a rudimentary checklist for order of operations. It includes each step along with any specifics I need to know such as particular settings, where to find things, specific levels to aim for, and various formats for saving. The edit sound quality step needs to be fleshed out a bit further as I gain more skills. At the very least, I know that it is compressed to the proper range, then make up gain and hit the luffs and true peak levels that I'm aiming for. Raw audio often has too much range. Range is the difference between the highest peak and the lowest peak. To fix this, the highest peaks need to be compressed down closer to mid-level, and then the mid-level gets compressed down closer to the low level until everything is in the three to five LU range. LU stands for loudness units. Once the peaks are in this range, everything is at a consistent loudness level. Of course, Things can get over-compressed and when this happens it sounds… crunchy. Go back, start over, compress in smaller increments more times. Once the range is right, the volume level may be quite low. The next step is to adjust the makeup gain to hit the correct volume level. Gain is kind of like volume, but more like loudness. You can crank it up to 11, but if the gain isn't high enough on the recorded audio, then you may still only hear it as a whisper. There is a sweet spot when tweaking the gain. Different podcast directories have different requirements. Apple and Google want negative 16 LUFS, but Spotify wants a slightly louder negative 14 LUFS. LUFS stands for loudness unit of something as something. I don't know. Where the caker comes in is that they all call for a maximum peak of negative one decibels. Because peak levels and the LUFS are directly proportional When the LUFS increase, so does the peak level. Anything above 0.0 decibels runs the risk of clipping, which, from what I understand, means sounds bad. The suggested safe bet is to meet Apple and Google's requirements because they have the larger market share. Once you hit the 3 to 5 LU range, the negative 16 LUFS, and the max of negative 1 decibel true peak, you have hit Podcast Audio Mastering Nirvana, the skies part, the clouds open, and no one notices because you have performed the magical act of making the audio invisible. It is an arduous, thankless task for sure. A significant portion of the information I just conveyed to you came from a Reddit post on the subreddit r podcasting, posted by user u trackeditprint track edit print. The post is titled, A Guide to Podcast Compression and Loudness. The post is long and incredibly informative. It includes definitions of vocabulary terms, diagrams to show concepts, links to specific free plugins, and audio files to listen to each step as it changes. I have already referenced this post several times. While trying to figure all of this out, I realized learning pattern making and audio engineering have a lot in common. When first starting pattern making, you don't know when a hip looks too curvy, or what a good armhole looks like, or if two seams are balanced. You have to train your eye to see the shapes that will make people not notice the clothes. When first starting to learn audio engineering, you don't know what too compressed versus not enough sounds like, or if the range is too far off or too close together. You have to train your ears to hear the sounds that will make people not notice the audio. Again, thankless. My third grit was looking into videos on learning how to improve one's speaking voice. I found an informative video on YouTube called Voice Training Exercise, Easy Steps to Improve the Sound of Your Voice by VoiceOver Masterclass. I boiled it down to five broad steps. Feel free to follow along if you'd like. Number one, stay systemically hydrated. Drink water throughout the day, not just right before you record. You need your whole body to be juicy and well-lubricated. Number two, stretch, limber up your mouth parts, neck, and shoulders. Massage your cheeks with your fists. Chew like a cow. Be careful not to bite your tongue. Laugh hysterically, but silently. Loll your head around and shake your floppy arms. Do neck circles and shoulder rotations. Number three breathe properly. Take full, deep breaths while standing. Count in for six, hold for six, and out for six. Three times. lion's breath three times. Take a big breath through your nose, then empty your lungs audibly, completely, and forcefully through your mouth as you stick your tongue out as far as you can. <sighs> Number four, hum for 10 minutes a day. Hum as low as you can go without cracking. Once you can do that, go lower. Repeat until you can't go any lower stay at that level until your time is up. Humming exercises your vocal cords and trains your voice into a smoother, lower register. It also releases endorphins and strengthens your immune system. I am not a doctor. Number five, practice exaggerated enunciation. Q E Q. R. Really exaggerate this, scrunching your mouth as much as possible on the Q's and opening your mouth as wide as possible on the E's and the R's. Plug your nose while you're doing this to shift the sound from the back of your throat to the middle of your tongue. This isn't mentioned in the video, but I suspect their voice is already sitting in the middle of their tongue. This is what mine sounds like when it's way in the back q e q r this is what it sounds like when it's in the front q e q r are you still with me we made it to the final section getting gritty what are we going to do for episode four The day episode three goes live, I will be working poolside from sunny Arizona, spending quality time with friends and sunshine. When I get back to Seattle, my new gym will finally be open and I'm going to start that 75 hard suck that I had mentioned in episode one. It's been a bit of a battle this last year with a bum knee. I've been leaning hard on this as an excuse to not exercise and to eat all the junk I want. I've got some work to do and not a moment to lose. For my first grit. I'm going to come up with a plan for how I want my 75 hard to go and any changes I want to make to the rules. This includes defining a diet plan. I plan to start February 1st and that means I will be done just in time to mail out my taxes. The second grit that has reared its head in this episode is clarifying my musical tastes. I'm going to make at least one Spotify playlist of some of my favorite songs and artists. Then I'll use AI to help me find some new, ideally current songs and artists. And for my third grit, I'm going to do some planning and strategizing around the upcoming website. This will include refreshing my knowledge on brand identity, checking out the blog on my website builder and watching YouTube tutorials. Hopefully that's a lightish load this time around since I'll be away for half of my working time. I'm excited to see how it goes. Thanks for sticking around. Stay gritty. Heyo, thanks for listening to Griticism, the show about personal accountability through gritted teeth. Drop a comment on Instagram at Griticism. I'd love to hear about what's getting you gritty. Music provided by Oleg Fedak from Pixabay. Song title, Uppy Hatbeat Logo 2 Versions One Four Six Six Zero Four. Rate and subscribe to make sure you never miss a beat. Ready or not, new episodes dropping on the fives, the 5th, the 15th, and the 25th. Stay gritty.